Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies who like to cook, smoke, learn, and enjoy a meal with friends. We invite you to join us every 10 days or so here at the High Gluttony Homestead and listen to us make a mess and have a lot of fun. (laughs) So step inside, gluttonyers. Hi, Becca. How are you today? (laughs) Hi, Gretchen. I'm good. I am ready to keep going with our Marcella month marathon. We will never stop talking about Marcella and (laughs) Marcella's Italian kitchen, but this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be kind of interesting for us. We don't often do proteins, if you will. This will be interesting. We're making kind of the same thing but very different same things (laughs) (laughs) well you're making scallops and I'm making veal scallopini sounds sort of similar (laughs) similar cooking times but very different things and your scallops were really just supposed to be scallops but we decided to add the accompaniment for the veal onto your scallops we were both doing some celery and orange with our protein of choice yeah orange is the deal of the day. It's in our celery and my original recipe for scallops called for lemon, but we decided to use orange because Gretchen's using orange for the veal, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So we're obviously hungry and we're very excited to make this, these next things. But before that, what are you drinking over there, Gretchen? I'm enjoying some nice Henry Pinot Grigio today. Since that was uh, the closest thing to I had to an Italian white. So I figured try and get close on my (laughs) wine pairing here. And Mm -hmm. I just love it. Nice and light. It looks like a nice little color. I love Hendry. I haven't had that in so long. I'm going to have to seek some out. And I'm drinking an old staple, the Pine Ridge Vignation and Blanc, which is just such a fun little afternoon treat all the time. And I was going to switch to a Chardonnay, but Gretchen said this would actually work really well with my scallops and orange and celery. So theoretically, (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. Actuality might, maybe a swing and a miss, but I think (laughs) as far as between a Chardonnay and a Chenin Blanc, I'm always going to lean a little bit closer to the Chenin Blanc that for going with seafood, unless it's something like really intense, but since scallions, All the scallops. So scallops <laughs> are a little more of a, a nuanced flavor. I just think that Chenin Blanc will be a better option. We'll have to have you report back on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, will do. What are you smoking? I'm having a mixed joint. So in the continued pursuit of just the right amount of high mixed with the right amount of not too high so that I can actually function. (laughs) I've mixed a weed that I purchased from Ease a couple weeks ago called Afternoon Delight because it's called Afternoon Delight and it's a hybrid and it is delightful. I mixed it with a little bit of Grow It From Home's culinary grade Oregon guava hemp. So, which is mostly supposed to be used for cooking, but I like to smoke it. But Gretchen does what she wants. <laughs> That's true. All the time. <laughs> what, are, what are you enjoying over there? 
I'm enjoying some strawberry cough in a vape pen. This one's got predominantly caryophylline followed by myrcene and limonene, and then just a teeny bit of CBD and 84% THC. So it's a nice mellow one. I'm feeling pretty good. I am enjoying that caryophylline, I guess. I don't know. I'm still learning, but it's nice. I feel <laughs> it's good. Nice. And I'm in a good place, I think, to saute some things. So we had, like we said, that we're still obsessed with Marcella. We will always be obsessed with Marcella, but at some point in the near future, I think maybe after our next one, we will, we will take a Marcella break. <laughs> maybe like just one, but we will take a yeah, break. <laughs> we will take a break because I don't know, her recipes are really good. I keep finding more and more things in this book I want to cook and mm-hmm. we haven't done risotto yet or anything <sighs> like that. So we do need to do that at some point. I really want to do a risotto with you. I love risotto. Okay. Risotto for another day. And then let's get into it. Gretchen's doing veal with celery. I'm doing scallops with celery. And the ingredients for the celery component will be one cup. We actually both added a little bit more celery than one cup, but one cup of celery stalks stripped of their strings and cut into strips about a quarter inch thick and one and a half inches long. Very interesting, specific cutting instructions for the celery. Yeah, I think we should take a picture of that so we have give a frame of reference of like what exactly that looks like because I was definitely like I have a hard time visualizing that but I got the tape measure out and I literally was like a quarter <laughs> inch by a one and a half yeah it was very You're very I, I needed it to be exact for some reason I didn't end up cutting them like exactly but I just needed to know like what does that look like I mean celery is such a weird shape that good luck <laughs> I appreciate that that level of effort Really? It's the only time I've ever done it. I don't really know why I needed to this time. But interesting, interestingly cut celery. And then one tablespoon of butter, one tablespoon of orange peel strips, finely in fine strips. Finely julienned. One fourth cup fresh squeezed orange juice and black pepper to taste. And then Gretchen's veal is one pound of veal scallopini pounded, one cup of flour, and then salt and pepper. My scallops are one and a half pounds of scallops, one quarter cup extra virgin olive oil, two medium garlic cloves peeled and thinly sliced, one and a half teaspoons rosemary leaves, whole or chopped, I'm leaving mine whole, and two tablespoons of fresh orange juice. What special equipment will we be using to saute all that stuff up? Just a saute pan. Okay. Easy easy today. (laughs) Easy, easy today. I love that. What world level is this one? Oh, two, I'd say. Max. Max two. I mean, if you're doing the scallops, I feel like the scallops, aside from like getting the doneness of scallops, can be a little a little tricky but like veal scallopini I think the hardest thing is finding veal <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the whole rhubarb debacle all over yeah <laughs> so 
So I was barely able to get enough veal for my veal scallopini, but I got just enough. They had three slices, and that was one pound. Phew. I'm glad I didn't go with the three pounds I originally asked for, because that would have been a lot of veal scallopini. So world level two. Yeah. Just because of seafood and veal being its own world of cooking, kind of. Mm. Nothing particularly hard, but... Well, you said you had also had some sourcing issues, so... Um, oh, yeah. I did go to three a, places. Yeah. yeah. What are our steps for the celery? So we are going to heat up our pan. Once it's a little bit warm, we'll add our celery and just sort of sweat that out for a few minutes. And then we add the... Once that's kind of just sort of this shy of getting starting to get tender, because they still want to be a bit crisp we'll add our orange juice and our orange zest saute that for a couple minutes and then that's pretty much done so okay uh, easy peasy i think i got all the ingredients <laughs> butter at some point uh butter yes okay but, but butter goes after though the celery cooks down a little on its own or does uh, the- you add it with the orange juice oh cool okay so celery cooks on its own for a little bit then we add kind of everything else. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So super easy for the celery. Yes. What's going on with your veal when you were cooking that? I pounded that out a little bit. When I go to cook it, I will season it with some salt and pepper. Marcella does not recommend this in her recipe, which I find weird and goes against all of my training. So I will be seasoning fine. <laughs> and then I will dredge it in some oil. Or, sorry. <laughs> Apparently, afternoon delight makes me a little confused. Apologies. I'm going too to dr- afternoony. Less too afternoon. <laughs> yes, less delight. More afternoon, less delight. This is why I mixed it because I was like, it's it's nice if I don't have shit to do. Great, perfect for that. But if I am trying to accomplish something, <laughs> not the right thing. All right. So for my veal, I'm gonna pound it out a little bit, add salt and pepper. Dredge it in some flour, which really just means covering it really well on both sides. Then I'm going to fry that in a hot pan just till it's brown a, a little bit on one side, flip it over, brown it a little on the other side, and then pull it off the heat. Then you're supposed to make the celery as that part of the recipe. And then we'll add the veal scallopini back in, cook together. But we're going to do it a little out of order for our recording just to make things easy because... Becca's not going to want to cook her protein until last and the celery can hold for a minute. So we're actually going to start with the celery and then cook our proteins. So to be clear, (laughs) for my veal, after we've cooked our celery and wiped the pan out, I'm going to heat up some hot oil, season my veal with salt and pepper, dredge it in the flour, and fry it in a hot pan on both sides until brown. Yum. I mean, I don't want to eat veal, but yum. You're like, I have a problem with all of this, but. (laughs) But in theory, I I get why that would be delicious. And okay. So again, kind of simple, just a little bit of, you got to dredge and then you got to saute and and flip. Yep. And then what am I doing with my scallops? I only bring this up because it's kind of an important thing for scallops. You want to make sure you give those a rinse. Very first thing after you get them back from the store, just helps wash any like any funkiness on the, the outside off. We're going to season them with a little salt and pepper and then add them to the to a hot pan, <laughs> right? I didn't read your Let's recipe see. as many times as I read mine. I think, okay, so for mine, she does also recommend the small 
face scallops, which is oh important. the little guys. Yeah. Yeah. She says if they're if they're bigger than that to cut them. So I think that that small size is really important to this. Yes. And so like Gretchen said, wash and pat them thoroughly dry with a towel, which I've already done. And then the oil and the garlic go into go a first. skillet with medium heat. Yeah. So okay. I was like, I I need to actually look at this again. <laughs> did it okay. yesterday but clearly forgot everything okay Pick me up there then after the oil and the garlic go into the pan okay so you get your, your oil and garlic in when the garlic starts to have a little bit of color we're adding the raspberry in and then giving that a quick stir you'll add all the scallops salt and pepper and turn the heat up to high and cook stirring frequently for two minutes until the scallops change from translucent to flat white Add the lemon juice and turn up the heat as high as possible just to give a little bit of reduction of that the juices going on in there. And then transfer to a warm platter and serve it once or transfer to a warm plate and eat. <laughs> yeah, immediately. So no flipping on mine. They stay, they go in and then I stir, but I don't. When she says stir, does that mean mix it up or just kind of like sh shuffle the the pan back and forth a little. I think this would be stir because this would be shake. It's the, like usually shake. Yeah. yeah. Hand motions are happening. People shake versus <laughs> stir. So like, I think if it was a more of a flip or like saute type motion, she'd say that. But since it says stir, I think it's a physically stir. So I think because you're pointing out that the smaller the pieces are, the better. That's part of the stirring. Like you're not even looking to get any color on them necessarily at all because you've already added your other aromatics. And so to get color, you might have to turn the heat up too high and would ruin those. So I see. So stirring just more to ensure even cooking less mm. than like you were looking for a specific like caramelization, which right. I would probably look for with like a bigger scallop. Right. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yes. Okay, cool. And again, I'll be doing orange instead of lemon. Instead of lemon. Yes. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Very exciting. I've never had orange scallops with orange. So this will be fun. I mean, neither have I. Would I have been able to tolerate eating scallops? It's mostly been in the context of having lemon or something like that with it. I will be interested to hear how you <laughs> feel about it. But I can't, as I say on a fairly regular basis, I can't imagine how that'd be bad. Mm -hmm. So just maybe a little sweeter, but scallops are already sweet. So it might yeah. be a nice and if you, balance. It might be. And then like, you could always taste it a little bit. And if it's too sweet, you could always just add a little lemon juice kind of mm -hmm. over the top just to add a little bit of acid. So there's, a, there's always the option to add something if it's not quite right. More citrus. Yeah. We're avoiding scurvy and we're figuring out flavors. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> okay. That feels again, super easy. So I'm feeling confident and comfortable, which is a rare combination for me before we go into cooking together. <laughs> Thank God I've done it at least once for you. It's only fair. <laughs> but because we are also closing in on our Marcella marathon, we did want to just dip in a little bit more to her thoughts in the Marcella's Italian Kitchen, and in particular, because Gretchen is so obsessed and fascinated and endeared by Italian cooking, we wanted to dig in a little bit to like what she says is like an Italian menu and what the expectations are with an Italian. If you're if you're going over to Marcella's house for dinner, 
this is probably what you're going to (laughs) experience. Exactly. We're doing a selection from this section of Marcella's Italian Kitchen that starts with composing an Italian menu, but we're going to hop right into the, the second part of this that says the classic Italian menu and its alternatives. Most Italians expect their principal meal to begin with soup, pasta, or risotto, succeeded by a fish or meat course, accompanied by a vegetable, and followed by a salad. They take dessert on special occasions in restaurants, but at home they usually end the meal with fruit. Nearly all the recipes in this book are grouped into categories that correspond to the different stages of an Italian meal. You can compose your own Italian menu choosing from each category the dish that is most compatible with the season, with the occasion, and with the harmonious sequence of flavors you wish to establish. I am convinced that a succession of small courses in the most interesting and balanced way to experience Italian food. There is no question, however, that eating patterns are changing even in Italy, even in my own home. We may want sometimes to follow a pasta with nothing more than a salad or skip the first course altogether and begin with the fish or meat course, possibly preceded by a small appetizer. On occasion, we could even be satisfied with just one of the more substantial vegetable dishes. Any of the recipes in the main body of this book may be used in this manner. The choice is obviously the reader's. Therefore, no set menus have been suggested. The yields of the recipes have been calculated on the assumption that they would be used as a part of a traditional menu with two or more courses. If you depart from that format, or if you have teenagers at the table, <laughs> I hadn't clocked that, but that part of that sentence before. Very important to note, teenagers eat a lot, according to Marcella. I mean, I think that's true in general, but also she made a point to point it out. Yeah. You should consider increasing the amounts. So teenagers or less substantial or less courses, that's when you need to increase the quantities. Because the the dishes we're actually making, we're referring to them as sort of the main course. But as she's pointing out in this section, that's not necessarily how most meals are structured. I kind of lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always intrigued by the salad after. I feel like I should start doing that, but I love a salad to start. I don't know if this is just, I feel like it's an American resistance to vegetables that they make it go in the front, you know? (laughs) Get it over with. Yes, exactly. Get it over with. Or it definitely feels like a special thing. Whereas I can see why they'd use it as a bit of a palate cleanser otherwise. But Mm -hmm. the tomato onion salad that we made would be really good after this dinner if you had like a meal and scallops for dinner so very customizable but also there's like a traditional way to go about an Italian dinner but you definitely don't like Marcella saying you don't have to do that you can do whatever you want right no rules wait she'll have opinions but no rules (laughs) yeah she has opinions but she's dead so we don't really have to care Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, we also thought it would be kind of nice to round out this little episode with another reading from Ingrediente because she does love talking about fresh produce in there and we're both using celery. So we're going to share a little bit about her thoughts on celery from Ingrediente. 
Should you decide to make a bolognese sauce or a full-scale minestrone or any of scores of dishes that require a vegetable sofrito, a base of sautéed onion and minced carrot, you must absolutely have celery on hand. It keeps a long while, so there is no reason not to buy it before you need to use it. The question you might have is whether to get the pre-cut packaged ribs or a whole celery. That is the first question. I mean, that's an important question. And I want, I am, I am ready to hear Marcella's thoughts on this because this is the debate I frequently have. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this knowledge. Here we go. The packaged celery takes less room, but a whole celery is a better choice. It is fresher as you can judge from the condition of the leaves, which must be bright and green and erect. And erect. No flaccid leaves here. No. Get rid of that. If you're showing up with a flaccid leaf celery stock, I'm not playing your game. Out. Hard out. Oh my gosh. So whole celery. You got to do it. The leaves, moreover, are very useful cooked in a braise or in any dish where you need a stronger celery aroma than the ribs alone can provide. When possible, Choose celery whose green color is pale rather than dark because it is sweeter, which I totally would have assumed the opposite. That actually makes a lot of sense. Just from my knowledge of cardoons, which are a relative of the, it's in the artichoke family. And Mm -hmm. so the way you're supposed to grow that is like by wrapping, kind of wrapping all the leaves around the stalks in order to blanch them out to make the stalks sweeter. So like chlorophyll, I think, is quite bitter in general. So the Mm. the darker green, I think this is the rule. I don't know, actually. I'm like, oh, maybe this is wrong. We'll find out. (laughs) The darker the green, the more chlorophyll is what I would assume. It would make sense when you think about like collard greens or chard or spinach, like those darker, darker greens have that like kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever I bought celery at the market in Italy, the stall keeper handed it to me wrapped in butcher paper. I stored it in the vegetable compartment of my refrigerator, still wrapped in that paper and placed loosely inside a plastic bag. It stayed fresh for close to a month. Yeah, I went into my fridge thinking last night to be like, is how is my celery doing? Because I had bought it a while ago, <laughs> maybe closer to like two months ago. Wow. It was, it was like, no, I got to buy new celery now. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> pushing it. <laughs> it lasts a while, but it can't be too far. It couldn't be too yeah. far gone. I wonder if the butcher paper makes a difference and the loose holding in a plastic bag. See, both of those things would help keep moisture in, but I guess like the paper could help. It would absorb any moisture that, so that it's not like sitting on the actual celery itself. Maybe I had not heard that before. Mm-hmm. So she goes on to say in Florida, where we now live, so very humid, I wrap a whole celery in paper towels and refrigerate it inside a plastic bag. So probably to absorb moisture away from the celery. To keep its moisture from leaking to the base and the leaves, I trim away some of the base and cut off the leaves, keeping those in a separate airtight bag. So she like brings it home cuts it up a little bit, takes the leaves off and takes the base off and then stores it. 
that's interesting to me. Oh, she trims away some of the base. I was like, that's interesting. She cuts off the base when she said you have to buy the whole. <laughs> yeah, but she's just talking about like a thin. It, it's like cutting flowers for like if you're putting them in a vase, you should cut the ba- bottom off. So it's like cutting a little bit of that base off helps it so that it doesn't get too hard on the outside because that's where it wanted to naturally take moisture through. So you want to provide it with the freshest surface possible to absorb moisture. Got it. Okay. Peel away as many of the strings as you can, particularly from the thick outer ribs using a vegetable vegetable peeler with a swiveling blade. Interesting. She peels her yeah. celery. Yeah. When peeling, work up from the bottom. Celery's role in cooking is usually a secondary one, but it can also emerge on its own, as it does in one of my family's favorite dishes. When you have pulled away all the strings, cut the ribs into two or three pieces, peel some potatoes, and cut them into wedges, Put both celery and potatoes in a saucepan with salt, olive oil, and lemon juice. Cover the pan and cook over gentle heat until the potatoes and celery are tender. That sounds so good. Look into the pan from time to time, turning its contents, and if necessary, to keep them from sticking to the bottom, add a little bit of water. Serve as soon as done. Yum! Yeah, that that does sound really good. I mean, celery is such an undervalued vegetable, really. Like most people, I think, just overlook it as something so basic. And it's really versatile as a Mm -hmm. vegetable. Yeah, it can add a lot at the right time, or it can just kind of be there and float around innocuously. But then it also can be a star when you need it to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to have this be a main part of this that we're cooking today. It's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess we should start cooking then. We should, we should. So we're going to be starting today with the celery. Put the celery in the pan, turning the heat down to very low, and then add the remaining tablespoon of butter and a little salt. (laughs) Stir once or twice and then cover the pan and cook the celery is till tender, but slightly crunchy, about 10 minutes. When the celery is done, Uncover the pan and add the orange peel and the orange juice. Turn the heat up to medium and stir with a wooden spoon, loosening the cooking residues from the bottom of the pan. And then that's that's our celery. So that's the okay. whole thing. Okay. So let's get that started and then we'll do veal next. Let's do that. Here we go. Celery in the pan. Cook for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here goes my butter. I guess I could have turned the heat up just a smidge more so that it was uh, <laughs> a little bit warmer since we're starting with a cold pan here. Got to melt that butter first. I'm actually going to crank my heat up here because I had had it on like low, low, and I'm getting bored waiting for this to melt already. And it's only been like 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> and a little salt, right? Yes. A little salt. Where did my salt go? Here, salty, salty, salty. Why is the wooden spoon called out? Not sure. Actually, I don't know. I, for the most part, I almost always use wooden spoons unless it's something I know I need a rubber scraper for. Like I'm never using like metal spoons when I cook. I don't know if that's just silicone. Yeah. So I think silicone's fine because we're using a nonstick pan, but she didn't call that out. So you hear that nice sizzle. Yeah. I'm going to start with my, get my celery going here. Okay. 
sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. I'm going to throw just a, a couple tablespoons of water in here. Okay, to make Since up for the missing veal. Yeah, make up for the missing juice. Don't want to over caramelize it again like I did with the melon, which was very good, but strongly suspect not what I was looking for. So I think mine's ready to go. I'm going to stick my lid on. I'm going to set a timer. I'm going to set it for seven minutes. Check it in seven. How are you doing over there? Good. I needed to turn my heat up a bit to get that butter melting. So I'm just getting my sizzle going. I'm just going to let it sizzle for a minute in the butter and then turn it down. Put the heat on or put the lid on. Good thing you said something. I did not turn my heat down. <laughs> ah, it's celery. Coming in hot. Oh, I need to add a little bit of water to it. I forgot about that already. suppose you could also uh, just toss a little bit of wine in there as well. Ooh, that. <laughs> yep. That been a good option. Okay. Lid on. And we're going to let our celery totally finish before we yep. start. So talk me through what your veal steps are going to be. My veal. All right, so I'm gonna add three tablespoons of butter and all the vegetable oil that I'm supposed to have out for. <laughs> Didn't write it in there, so I'm gonna guess about three tablespoons of vegetable oil as well, half and half. I think it's supposed to be an even mix from what her suggestion was. And it says, put three tablespoons of butter and all the vegetable oil in a skillet, turn on to high heat. When the fat is very hot, dredge the scallopini one by one in the flour on both sides. Shake them to shed excess flour and slip them into the pan. Do not put any more scallopini into the pan at one time, then will fit loosely without overlapping. Brown the scallopini quickly on both sides and transfer them to a platter. And that's it. Then later I toss that together with the celery and cook in the sauce just a little smidgy. And when I'm ready to have my dinner this evening, I'll toss it with the celery and voila. Voila, yes, simple, delicious. I'm hoping for magic. Mm -hmm. We decided once you're like about to flip or on your second flip of your veal, I'm going to get my scallops going. So it says put in the oil and garlic and then turn on the heat to medium. Should I It'll start heating up my pan or wait? Wait, because we still have four minutes on the celery. I mean, I guess you could. I'm behind you, can... you on the celery too. So I'm going to need okay. a couple more minutes there. I'll just wait until you start going and then I'll just. I think start. we could kind of do them at the same time. <laughs> okay. So like you could start your garlic when I'm about to get into my pan with my scallopini. How's that okay. sound? That sounds perfect. And I'm out of wine. The steps that you're going to follow for oh. your scallops, you're going to choose a skillet that can accommodate the scallops in a single layer. Put in the oil and garlic and turn on the heat to medium. When the garlic becomes a pale gold, add the rosemary, stir quickly, and then add the scallops, salt, and grindings of pepper, and turn for about two minutes. Oh, turn. Oh, so she adds salt once it's in the pan. Yeah. Oh, you okay. Can, it's fine. You can salt it okay. before it goes in. That's okay. Do you already season it then? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's fine. I think it's fine. I was just going, oh, because she says turn for about two minutes. So I guess you are like flipping them over because I got the stir quickly and then I heard stir and then I had stir. Oh, there's more stir frequently. So you're supposed to turn them for the first stage. There's a lot of scallops to turn. They're so tiny. There's that's like yeah, there's no I'd way probably, to turn them all in two minutes. Maybe Ooh. like if you had a flip. fish spatula that was <laughs> like you could flip them over with. I think just stirring is fine. 
We've got 45 seconds left here. Okay. I'm going to check mine. Oh, but then just to close out that scallops. So I know one second. Cook stirring frequently until flat white and then add the orange juice and turn the heat up. Turn up the heat high as possible. Stir once or twice. Transfer to a warm plate and serve at once. I'll get a plate ready. I need to have something for my celery to go in. I'm going to taste a little piece of this. See where we're at texture wise. Mm -hmm. Yum. Mm -hmm. Tender but slightly crunchy. I think I'm there. Probably could have done more to remove it, remove some of those strings. Oh, string. Oops. Um, all right, I'm going to add my orange juice in. I did way more zest than I needed to. I'll throw my, throw my zest in here, sprinkle it over. And there goes my orange juice. And turning that baby up to high, right? Medium. Medium. It was on low. Yeah. It's a little up. Junior high. It's not ready for high school. <laughs> okay. I'm going to add my orange juice in and peel. So I'm going to take this out of my pan. Yes, I need this pan for my scallopini. Too big to fit in any other pan I've got. Smells really good. I'm going to wipe this pan out for I with my oils and stuff here. There goes my butter. All right. So you're moving on your veal. I'm moving and shaking on my veal. Yes. Okay. Adding some pepper to my celery. So I got my flour for dredging on a plate and I've seasoned it with some salt and pepper. So I'm going to be ready to go on the stovetop soon with my scallops. Yeah. In. Right. Got it. I'm on. I'm on deck. Trying to get my get fully covered here. I'm going to turn my pan on low. Well, I'm going to start putting pieces in because my, my <laughs> so, oil's getting quite hot. Anytime you want to get your stuff going, we'll be fine. It's going, going time. Sorry, I didn't quite anticipate the pan heating up quite that quickly. I thought it might need another minute to recover, but it got quite warm quite quickly. <laughs> it was ready. Didn't want to wait. Mm -hmm. Piece number two. And my pieces of veal are so big, they can't. I can't even fit all three in at the same time, so I guess it's fine. But you go, you're going, right? Yeah, I'm going. My garlic's not ready yet. I had to turn my heat up just a bit. I don't think okay. I was quite at medium. So I'm, I'm behind you, but okay. that's fine. I'm hoping because yeah. okay. yours is more time sensitive. Whereas my recipe, actually, she says at the bottom, you can prepare up through step five and then reheat later. And so oh, okay. this is pretty much step five. Right yeah. Now, so. I, my garlic is like still not golden <laughs> or a pale gold but it's just there so I'm actually going to add my rosemary and Perfect. then I will be like two minutes behind yeah that is the nice thing about scallops they are a expedient dinner idea because they cook <laughs> yeah. so quickly totally got my rosemary in it is time for the scallops woo 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 Roller coaster, scallop. <laughs> but see, this is, if you were working at a restaurant, this is pretty much how you would fire something like this. I mean, you would still try and keep the, the veal scallopini and the scallops pretty close together. But since like the, the scallopini is something that can kind of sit in a pan in the sauce for at least a minute, if you had to hold it on the stove while you got your scallops ready, it's not going to be the end of the world. Gotcha. So we are following protocol. Yes. Well, they're very pretty. I bet. Change the heat to high. Okay. All right. My scallops are cooking down. So I 
have, they're like almost that translucent white. So I'm about to add my orange juice and turn the heat up as high as possible. Okay. Okay, my heat's off. Okay, how's it look? Looks good. Excellent. You've got dinner out of the way. This is it. We're all set with our dinner. This is very good. I love it. I love the orange in the oh, celery. Good. I love the orange in the gallops. Yum. Yay. Mm-hmm. Now to try some of my veal. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Like, really nice with the orange and the meat. Did you mix it with your celery? Mm-hmm. I just kind of rubbed it around in the pan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yum. And then put a little bit of the sauce on top with the celery. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's Very perfect. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is delicious. I really perfect. like the celery. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, that could go with anything, really. Like chicken, mm-hmm. meat, mm-hmm. other fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really nice. It's good in an actual bite with the scallop, too, because it provides a really nice crunch. Oh, I bet. Yum. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I wish I had a little more garlic in the scallop. Next time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next time for sure. Mm. This is fun. As yeah, always, was... Marcella gives us like the best space to play with. And it's perfect as it is, but she gives us an opportunity to make it our own too. It's just so nice that there's like this really elegant simplicity of the, gre- the ingredients. So there's like mm-hmm. lots of room to play. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to put it. She's nailed the elegant simplicity. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. So amazing. So we'll put these recipes up on the high, the high Gluttony website. We'll link it in our show notes at some point and sometime. <laughs> we hope. Whenever I we'll do see. it. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, success again. Success again in Marcella We Trust. In Marcella We like Trust. And, <laughs> like and subscribe. Rate rate us give us a comment if you can we love it we love the feedback send us an email we have not heard from people in a while we would love to chat tell us if you're making what we're cooking or anything but thanks for joining us gluttoneers and off we go i oh uh what's your world level assessment we never do Mm. this but yeah um two two okay yeah not hard but like not something you can like walk away from and not right yeah no definitely like, you gotta not, be yeah you have to pay attention but easy delicious a good option for like i imagine like you did veal you could substitute a lot of other options for oh yeah like this anything. cooking method mm-hmm. anything yeah chicken did you try or... it with your wine no i forgot hang on since i was trying mm. not to keep drinking lots of it while i was trying right, to right. sober enough to go somewhere but <laughs> mm, it's good with that good call on the Viognation and blanc it worked great. Yeah. It's pretty good with my Pinot Grigio, but I think it, it overpowers it slightly because mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of a mild wine. So I think maybe it would be better with your scallops versus my veal, which has like butter and, um, mm-hmm. but no, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad yours is so good. What I yeah. steered you right. Perfect steering. Well driven. Thanks for joining us, Gluttoneers. Off Dessert. we go. Desserts up next. And then off we go. (laughs) Well, we are going to off go for a little while. And then you'll hear from us in a few days. (laughs) I guess see you soon. Off we go. (laughs) Off we go.
hear you soon. Hmm. Yeah, they'll just close it. <laughs> yeah, stop. We're gonna stop. Stop that. We're overthinking it. We're done. <laughs>